ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. Believe it or not, and I think I can't believe it, I am giving birth to baby boy in just two weeks. Ah! <laughs> it's like crazy. And so this is my last solo episode for a couple of weeks. I've pre-taped several interviews for you, but in a couple of weeks when I would do my next solo episode, I will literally be in the hospital. <laughs> and so please be patient with me for the next couple of solos. You'll still be getting the interviews. And then I want to come back on and share with you what I'm experiencing in motherhood, what I'm learning, what it's teaching me, how tired I am, all of the above. So stay tuned for that. But what I want to do in this, my last episode before I give birth to baby boy and before maternity leave is to share a little bit more of my journey. I have shared the journey to become pregnant, which was five years and so challenging. And I will revisit some of that a little bit today. But I haven't shared a major pregnancy complication that we have had one that has been heartbreaking, one that has been scary, one that made me angry. And I want to share it, certainly not for pity. And, you know, I always love support, but not even for support. I want to share it because I want to share how we moved through it. Because the story is one more story of really facing trauma and pain and how we as purpose girls rise up and what we can do. Because we're in a time in our world where there is so much trauma, there's so much pain, the collective pain of racism and what each one of us can do to be an ally, to be anti-racist, to step up. There is so much pain that people have been through with coronavirus, either losing loved ones, getting sick, losing jobs, et cetera, being lonely. And other personal pains, right? Some of you might be going through divorce. Some of you might be having fertility issues yourself. Some of you might have gotten, you know, diagnoses of cancer or different issues. Some of you, you know, you still have this other pains or issues, struggles with body image or with wanting to live your purpose and not knowing it. And so I want to share this story and receive what I really want to receive from you is tons of love. So if you want to email me and send me just love and your own excitement for baby boy coming into the world, our purpose boy coming, that I will take all day long, girlfriend, and I'll take it into the hospital. So I'm excited to share this very personal story with you and super excited for us to take this purpose boy journey together. And in fact, in that vein, if you're listening to this the week that this comes out, then I want to share with you that this episode is actually brought to you by my new Goddess on Purpose DIY program. So a few months ago, I launched the Goddess on Purpose program, which was an eight-week live program with me teaching 
you know, a couple dozen women, how to discover their purpose, how to get clarity on their purpose, how to know what their superpowers are, how to be a superhero, how to get clear on their wisdom, how to speak their voice, how to go for it and have the courage. It was so powerful. Okay. I mean, women started blogs from it. Women started businesses, communities. I mean, it was so powerful. And with all that's been going on in the world, I'm like, I have to do something. Yes, I know I'm having a baby in two weeks, but I have to do something. And so I have turned that program into a DIY for you. And it is available only for a couple of days at a severely reduced rate because of maternity, because of everything going on in our world, because I want to make sure that every woman who wants to live her purpose now, who is wanting to do something and speak her voice and knows that you are here to change the world because the world needs changing, right? There is a lot, whether it's equal education, whether it's caring for our elderly with respect, whether it's protecting mama earth, whether it is empowering other women. I mean, the world needs you right now. You want to make sure you're going into the show notes, you click on the link and you are getting your goddess on purpose DIY program now. Okay, even if you're not in the first couple of days when the discount is on, you still want to get it this summer because after the summer, it's going to go up in the future. So make sure you get on board with this program. It's amazing. You are getting more than 10 hours of content, me live teaching you eight different workbooks that I call purpose packs to help you go through this. It's incredible. And women have said it was life-changing, altering, so life-altering that these women are continuing with me in programs that don't even start for six months. Like that's how powerful it was. So you want to make sure you're getting it now. And of course, before we begin, I want to read the review of the week. It's a five-star review called, I didn't know I needed this, can't live without. This woman says, wow, I wish I would have found Karen sooner. I've struggled with low confidence, hard body image, and fear. After hearing Karen at Amazon's Women's Day event, I was hooked. Ah, I loved being the keynote speaker at Amazon's International Women's Day. Thank you. After just a month, I've made huge strides in areas of my life I couldn't even imagine. I still have growing to do, but I'm on my way to my best life. I am a goddess, she writes in all caps. Yes, you are, my love. Anyone who has had imposter syndrome, hates what they see in the mirror, nitpicks their body, undersells their true value in any aspect of life, etc. This podcast is a must listen. Love you. Thank you. She says, thank you, Karen. I am so grateful that you took a leap and followed your purpose. Yes. I'm so grateful too. This is by Spaz8201 in the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I freaking love your reviews, people. I love them. I'm going to print this one off, I think, and put it in my wallet, maybe in my hospital bag, because there are days that I forget that I'm making an impact or days I get my own imposter syndrome or days my critical voice speaks up. And so I'm carrying this one with me. And I love, love, love you all leaving your reviews. Your reviews are how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast and are changing their lives. So love you leaving those five-star reviews. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I've shared my fertility story before, so I'm not going to go into every single bit of detail, but I will tell you that I don't think I've ever shared that when I was a little girl, I thought I would be a mom, of course. Like, yeah, it was just an expected, you know, played with Barbies, played with toys, played with dolls. Like, yeah, I'm going to be a mom. I didn't even think about it. And then when I got married the first time at 22, I had a plan. 
we would have our first baby at 24, our second at 27. Like I had it all worked out. And at 24, we moved into a house, no baby, because we already were fighting so much. And then we were divorced at 26. I'm so grateful we didn't have a baby because we would talk about it. And talking about a baby is fun, at least for me. I don't know about for you, because we were talking about things like colors of the room, names, furniture, like that was fun and almost gave me an illusion that maybe things would be okay between us if we had a baby. And maybe you felt that yourself, or maybe you know women who have. And I'm so grateful that we didn't actually go down that path because it would have been so the wrong path. I would have ended up in Michigan, where I'm from and where we lived. We probably still would have ended up divorced. And I don't know that I ever would have gone back to graduate school at the University of Pennsylvania, right across the country. I don't think I would have started Purpose Girl. I'm so grateful that we had the clarity to not have that baby. But then when I actually started Purpose Girl, I wasn't sure I wanted kids. Like, I, on my online dating profile, which is how Josh and I met, there's a question do you want kids? And I either said no or not sure. And I know I said that because when Josh emailed me, he said, oh, and by the way, I have a 10-year-old and I see that you don't want kids or you're not sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have a kid. I don't care. It doesn't mean I'm going to have one. Go for it. You know. <laughs> um, have we ever shared our love story on the Purpose Girl podcast? Have I ever shared detail? I can't remember. Can someone email me and let me know or let me know if you'd like for us to share? Because that could be really fun this summer as an episode. He and I maybe could come on together and we could share our love story. Anyhow, when I was in graduate school, right, I had left my vice president corporate job. I had started life over again, making no money, poor grad student, 36 years old. And what I knew at that moment was that when I die. I wanted a million women to say she changed my life. In fact, I do an exercise in some of my programs where I have people go to the end of their life and what is it that you want people to say about you? And that was what I wanted. I wanted people to say she changed my life. I wanted women to say she changed my life. And I wanted that more than I wanted any one human saying she was my mom, which is hard for me to say because things changed and Now, I have wanted this baby, this one human to say she was my mom so much, but that is how I genuinely felt at the time. And so when we got married and we went on our delayed honeymoon a couple months later to Italy, our first or second day, we were sitting in a beautiful courtyard in Venice. The sun was so bright. There were gorgeous trees. Little kids were playing in the courtyard and there were a number of restaurants that had outdoor seating. We were eating calamari and homemade pasta and drinking a bottle of white wine. I mean, it was like perfection. And then we went back to our hotel room. We started kissing and fooling around. And at the time, we had been using condoms because I was off of birth control because I just didn't want the hormones in my body. And so we were using condoms because we didn't want to get pregnant. And I said to him, ah, forget the condom. Like, let's just see what happens. That was definitely like two, three glasses of wine speaking. (laughs) Let's just see what happens. And sometimes when we drink, our inner truth comes out. So maybe there was a deep inner truth that really did want to be a mom. And sure enough, we got pregnant, right? I came home from that trip, missed a period. 
found out we were pregnant and I was freaked out like, oh my God, what did we do? I was so freaked out that we went to the doctor to confirm it. My eyes were so bugged out when she said, yes, you are pregnant, that she handed me a lollipop. I mean, I looked like a scared little kid. (laughs) What did we do? Then I got really excited about having a baby. Then I got really excited about being a mom. I was ready and I wanted this child. And then if you've listened to previous episodes, followed my journey at all, you know that that baby ended in a miscarriage. And I was devastated. But what I got from that first miscarriage was the knowing that I wanted to be a mom. And so I thank that angel baby so much. And I know that she is still with me. And then I've shared the five-year journey, so I won't go through it in exact detail with you. But just in case you haven't heard it or as a reminder, you know, I had thought since we got pregnant on the first try, even though I was 40 years old, I thought, oh, well, we'll get pregnant easily. We didn't. After a year, we still weren't pregnant. We went to a fertility doctor who told Josh, you have the sperm of a 25-year-old. And then looked at me and said, you're old. What do you expect? And I was, what, 41, 42? I don't remember, 41 at the time. It was a horrible experience. And then I worked with a nutritionist to change my diet, to be more, to prepare my body more, to conceive. She taught me different yoga practices, different feminine practices. And sure enough, we got pregnant again. In fact, we found out on Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, and I was sure this was it. This was meant to be. And then just like the last one, we miscarried again. And I've shared all of this before. And I think I've even shared that with that second one, I didn't want to live anymore. You know, at that point, Purpose Girl was up and running and I'd impacted a lot of women's lives. I'm like, well, I've lived my purpose. And now I so badly want to be a mom. Like if, if I've already lived my purpose and I can't be a mom, then what's the point of living? I mean, literally, that's what I was saying, even though I probably the next day was going to some company and giving a talk on happiness. Like that's how I felt. And I used all of the tools that I teach you, all the tools that I teach in the Goddess on Purpose and my longer confidence program called Empowered and my Goddess on Fire Dream Accelerator, which is about how to launch your purpose business and get your business off the ground. I mean, I used all the tools that I teach. And one of the tools that I teach is turning pain into purpose. And one of the tools I teach is meditation. I do a lot of meditation in different groups. and so. I was meditating every day a lot. And one day in meditation, I said, show me what else I'm here to birth. Show me. And that's when I got a picture of women meeting in small groups all over the globe. Women who were also feeling depressed or not good enough or disliking their body or going through challenges, whatever it might be, or just wanted more in life, wanted to live their purpose, meeting in small groups, sisterhoods, because sisterhood is where it is at. And the not-for-profit event that I created, Women's Global Happiness Day, was born. And one year after that second miscarriage, (laughs) it was amazing. I know I've talked about it before. There were nearly 100 events on six continents and I think more than 20 countries. I mean, two different events in Nigeria, an event in South in Colombia and South America, an event in Boca Raton, Florida, Toronto, Canada. I mean, you name it. Events all over the world on the same day, women gathering. I mean, can you imagine? It was on the day of that second miscarriage and it was honoring 
in my opinion, that baby and honoring the rise as a super shero, right? This is our opportunity. We absolutely, when we go through pain, need the crying and need the tears. And when we rise with courage and when we really find what's the wisdom in this experience, what can I gain? What can I share with other people? Then we turn that pain into purpose. We turn shit into fertilizer and it's super powerful, super powerful. There's an entire module dedicated to this in the Goddess on Purpose program, discovering your wisdom from your pain, turning pain into purpose, super powerful. And then I needed a little bit more time, but I am not the kind of person who's going to give up on something that I feel in my soul is meant to be. And I had to do a lot of soul searching. Like, well, maybe a baby's not in my cards. Like you had said, you know, I'd said earlier that I wanted a million women to say I changed their lives, more than one person to say I was his or her mom. So maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And again, I used tools of listening deeply in my inner wisdom. And I knew, no, I am meant to also have a baby. We can be both. We can be it all. And I kept having visions of myself very pregnant, like I am now (laughs) walking down our stairs in our house. And I knew it was meant to be. And so I did what I always do. What I always teach you to do is to rise up. Instead of saying, I can't, say, how can I? Instead of saying, it's impossible, ask, what is possible? And we found a new fertility doctor and began the process. And we went through so many different options. And I was like, yes, this is it. I feel it. I know it. And then really early on, my doctor called me to deliver some bad news. He had done a blood panel on me that's called a recurrent pregnancy loss panel for people who have had multiple miscarriages to see if there is something going on biologically that might be causing those miscarriages. And therefore, even if you do IVF, it would hurt your chances. (laughs) And he called me. And I was in New York City in a hotel room an hour and a half from giving a talk at a company about how to rise up in purpose and bring your best to work and life. And he called with bad news. He said, you have an autoimmune issue that is linked to miscarriages. And I started hyperventilating, crying. Now, I don't have lupus or anything. It's never caused me any issues before. There is one little aspect on my genes, I guess, that has been linked to miscarriages. And my grandmother had three miscarriages. And so it actually makes a lot of sense. And so I cried and I screamed and I was like, well, maybe we don't even go through with this because what's the point, right? Unfortunately, my doctor is the same as me. He is a how to growth mindset. We will figure this out. What else can we do? What are the options kind of guy? And so he had this incredible protocol. He said, here's what we're going to do. I call it my kitchen sink. And he had a number of different protocols. It meant I was going to take more shots. So in addition to taking regular IVF shots, I was taking extra shots every single day. It meant every couple of weeks having a nurse come to my house and do an infusion, a lipid infusion into my body. And I probably had seven, eight of those. I mean, it meant a lot more for me to do. But when we have a purpose, when you go through challenge, if you are saying, I can't, and you go deep inside and it's, it's not right for me, that's one thing. But if you say, I can't, and you go deep inside and you say, but I know it's meant to happen, then I can't, must become, how can I? Must become what else is possible. 
And we are super sheroes. We have been through so much. I've yet to meet a woman who hasn't been through horrific pain. In fact, in the last Goddess on Purpose live course, we had a moment where I asked, who has been abused in some way? Emotionally, physically, sexually, mentally. And every single woman raised her hand. And the tears were flowing. And so we have been through so much, sister. And if there's anything I know about women, no matter what we go through, we know how to rise up. We know how to harness the courage. And then the next step, the next opportunity is to find the wisdom in it. And the wisdom for me is why I'm sharing this story with you. And so we felt comfortable. Okay, we've got a plan. We're going to move through this. And then we started with 10 eggs. And the doctor called us and said, these are very unusual results. We only had one fertilize. And they were so unusual. We said, okay, we're going to do 10 more. And only one fertilized again. And I was crying and screaming. I mean, this is so much money. (laughs) And this is so much pain. And that was before genetic testing. I mean, the odds, he said, the odds are very small. Josh's sperm tested beautifully, perfectly. We couldn't figure out what was going on. The odds, he said, were very low. And so we had our two embryos before genetic testing. And you can do genetic testing to find out is there going to be some sort of complication that would lead to miscarriage or would end up in some sort of issue. Of those two, only baby boy was healthy. And so after all that, we had one embryo. Can you imagine? I mean, I was devastated. I was rocking, crying. At night, I would go into the baby's room, what was has been in our house waiting for a baby. We had a bed in there and I would go in there and I would rock myself and cry because that meant we had one chance. And the chances of your first embryo taking an IVF are not very good. It doesn't happen often that the first one sticks. And people would say to me, it only takes one. It's true. It only takes one. I now know that. It only takes one. And statistically, it's not very good odds. And I was devastated again. And then I had to pull myself together. And how do I move forward? What is the best plan of action? How do I rise up? How do I get courage? What is possible? Continue in a growth mindset. What can we do? And that was when we went to Burning Man. (laughs) We had just spent all this money on IVF. Not sure if it was about to go out the window. We were in debt because of a real estate deal that went awry. We had just found out that our chances of having baby were almost none. I mean, we were devastated. And what I needed was something extraordinary. What I needed was a huge experience. And so I went to Burning Man, right? That's why a lot of women, when they join my programs, because what you need is an experience, a teacher, something that's going to shake you up and bring out the best in you and help you rise as the goddess. And that's what it was for me. And I did a lot of healing there. I said goodbye to my two angel babies who I'd miscarried. I did a lot of personal work. I wrote a lot in my journal about the wisdom I was gaining. I did a lot of connection with my baby. I mean, I did a lot of the tools that I teach you to do. And I came home and I said, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. And then, are you ready for this? 
then my uterine lining wouldn't grow. My uterine lining wouldn't grow. Your uterine lining has to be an eight. I don't really know exactly what this means. My fertility doctor will share with all of us, but it had to be an eight. And my lining wouldn't grow. And (laughs) it was like, what? Week after week, month after month, we tried more different shots. We tried more medication. We tried all the, until my doctor one day said to me, maybe we should start looking at a surrogate. Now, I have nothing against surrogates, and I have a friend who's having a baby via surrogate, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I even have a goddess purpose girl who's been to several of my retreats who has offered to surrogate for us. But remember, I had the deep inner knowing that I was going to walk down those stairs pregnant. And so I said, I'm going to give one last fight for my baby boy. And I went online, and I researched, and I researched, and I researched. I looked for anything I could find, and I found one woman in Australia who had used Viagra in her vagina and it helped her uterine lining grow. So I went to my doctor, I said, I want Viagra. And he said, okay, just so you know, it hasn't worked on anyone I've, I've given it to. I want it. Five days later, purpose girls, five days later, my uterine lining went up to an eight. Yes. And then I'm like, how do I give this every shot I have? And my vision, my dream has always been, how did women have babies back in the day? Women were supported by other women. That's why I run sisterhoods. That's why I gather you all together. And so I called the fertility clinic and I said, the morning of my embryo transfer, I'd like to hold a women's circle in the office. And they were like, huh? I said, I just need a room for about 15 to 20 minutes before the transfer. And they were like, okay. You know, I said, has anyone ever asked for this before? Nope. Okay, whatever. This is what I know to be true. I know that the feminine receiving, right? Think about it. The male gives the sperm, the feminine, the egg sits and waits to receive the sperm. It is a feminine process. The feminine is the place of our deepest intuition and creation. Every woman, whether you ever have a baby or not, was born for the creation process, creativity. So I knew that what was needed here was the feminine, even if it was out of the box, even if the doctor's office thought I was weird, (laughs) doesn't matter. Fortunately, they didn't. They were like, you're so cool. (laughs) And so several of my girlfriends gathered. We went into a room. They put rose petals all over the floor, put Josh and I in the middle. They circled around us. They each read something beautiful, a poem or invocations, something that they had prepared for the baby to welcome him. Let him know we want you. We are your village. And then we danced in the fertility clinic. I don't remember what song my dear friend Stacy put on, if it was like, this girl's on fire or something. I mean, it was something like that, that I love dancing to. And we danced our butts off. And then I was taken in for my transfer. And sure enough, baby boy stuck. And then I don't know if I've ever been as happy as the day that we found out that we were pregnant and they said, your levels are so good. (laughs) Your levels are, you needed an X and you're like at an X, 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 X. Like what, I don't even remember what the numbers were, but we were flying high. And in the meantime, I had gotten this email from a book publisher. Did I want to publish a book? And so it was like, I was in the middle of, you know, working on this book and writing this book and now the baby and like, what? Like everything is turned around. This is like so amazing. And it's all using the tools that I teach you. 
all using the tools of who you are, what your superpowers are, you being a super hero, your wisdom, speaking up your voice, courage, your purpose, like all of this was all of it. And we were so happy. I mean, people said I looked totally different. And then I went in for an ultrasound at week 17, which you usually don't do until 20. But, you know, I've suffered from anxiety since I was a little girl. And my doctor was, you know, really trying to help me and having me go in early. And that's Purpose Girls. When I was first diagnosed with a very, very, very rare condition called Vesa Previa. If you look up Vesa Previa, it's a leading cause of stillbirth. If not diagnosed early, fortunately, mine was diagnosed so early. And so what Vesa Previa means is that there are a couple of babies' blood vessels that are floating outside of the umbilical cord or placenta, which is where babies' blood vessels normally are. And if they break, if they rupture, baby only has 10 minutes to live. And the danger is if they are over your cervix, you cannot have contractions because they might break the blood vessels. You cannot have sex because your body might have some convulsions that could break the blood vessels. You cannot have any kind of exercise because that could lead the blood vessels to, I mean, you cannot, everything, I mean, even nipple stimulation, my doctor said, no, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You must do everything, even straining to poo. My doctor put me on a stool softener to ensure I didn't even strain to poo. Like, we well, have to be careful about these blood vessels. Can you imagine after all that, then I am given what seemed like a death sentence for my baby? my precious baby who I work so hard for. Can you imagine, Purpose Girl? I was angry. I, well, sad doesn't begin to cover. I was devastated. I was scared, but I don't even think that begins to cover it. Frankly, I was angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at the goddess. I got angry at a friend who was trying to help. Like, I just was furious. Why me? Like, haven't I been through enough? Wasn't being robbed at gunpoint enough? Wasn't it enough to have miscarriages? Wasn't it enough to witness a friend drown and then for his family to sue me? Even though I didn't do anything wrong, everything worked out fine. But like, wasn't all of that enough? Wasn't it enough? Was, wasn't it enough? No, it wasn't enough. <laughs> but it's really the wrong question. But I let myself have the couple of days that I needed to scream and to cry and to be pissed. And it was a week before I was headed to Seattle to be the keynote speaker at Amazon's Women's Conference. And so I really needed to bring my game. <laughs> I really needed to be in a different place. And frankly, my baby needed me to be in a different place. Because what good would it do for me over the next six months or whatever it was for my baby for if I had just stayed in anger and depression? That's no good. So I did all the tools. I mean, I've taught you guys and I teach in all my programs what to do with grief, what to do with anger. I used all my tools. I worked it through. And then I dug deep. Where is the purpose in this pain? What is my purpose? And my purpose always is inspiring, encouraging, and empowering. And in this case, it is for me to do that as a mom to this baby. Like I was so on purpose. I am not letting my baby boy go. And so I rose up as a super shero, warrior, badass, purpose mama 
And I started doing research. I researched everything I could. I read medical journal studies, even though some of them I couldn't quite understand. I joined a Facebook group of other women who have this. I found and contacted the Vesa Previa Foundation. I, I, I found like all this information and found what is the best plan of action when you have this condition? Because the doctor at that point hadn't talked to me about any plan of action, just this death sentence. And so I learned, I rose up with courage and I called my doctor three times in a row when I didn't get her because she was out. She gets to have a life too. I then had to hunt down and find the high-risk OB who had done the scans and had given me the diagnosis to ask a ton of questions and say, this is the plan I want. And the plan is that at week 32, you go into the hospital in case you have any bleeding and you need an emergency cesarean. And then at 35, you have a planned cesarean birth or C-section. I'm just preferring to use the word cesarean birth because it's giving more power to the mother that she is still birthing. Okay, that's what we're going to do. No problem. And here's the biggest thing I did. I said, I'm going to enjoy every moment of this pregnancy. Every moment. I'm going to be fully alive with this baby. I'm going to embody the goddess. I am the goddess. I have life growing inside of me. I have a heartbeat inside of me. I am not going to spend this time in fear. I am not going to spend this time in depression. I'm going to honor that I am the goddess creating life at this moment. I'm going to freaking enjoy it. And then I went to Amazon and I am convinced that because of this, I had even more fire when I gave that keynote talk. And then I launched the Goddess on Purpose program. And I know that I was more fierce, more alive in that program because of the Vesa Previa, because I'm taking a stand for every single one of us to turn our pain into purpose and to rock out this world. And that's what I was going to do. I brought it. And that's what I bring to the DIY program too. I mean, every single week I wear a different goddess outfit to embody what we're talking about, whether it's superpowers or whether it is your voice, like I bring it. And I'm convinced that the Vesa Previa and my baby fueled that. And then we get home from Seattle and boom, coronavirus. What? I'm supposed to enjoy every minute of this pregnancy. And so I did. And it didn't mean that I wasn't heartbroken over people becoming sick. The conversations that I had with one of my own clients in the Empowered program who got coronavirus and being there for her and being heartbroken for a friend who lost her parent to coronavirus and heartbroken over the economy and everything that was happening. It didn't mean I wasn't also heartbroken. And I was doing dance parties and I was celebrating my baby. And, and I even had a few people email me and say, are are you really as happy as you seem right now? And the answer is yes, because I have fought for this thing that I have wanted. I created life. I am bearing life right now. And so, yeah, I am. I am enjoying. I am choosing Y'all know I wear the I Choose necklace that you can get on the Purpose Girl website. I wear it because a daily reminder that I choose, you choose. And it doesn't mean that we ignore the feelings of sadness and grief. No, I use all my tools for that. And I rise up and I am choosing to give this baby boy love, not fear. And then, of course, we've had the few weeks of the protests, righteous protests, for Black Lives Matter and to ensure that we change our entire society. 
so that there is equality for all. And we are anti-racist in every way we can be, and which means learning about ourselves and everything I've been talking about in the last couple of episodes. And still, even with crying, even with the pain of all that, I also felt deeply into my own body and honoring, I am going to enjoy every moment of this pregnancy. And I will tell you, a miracle happened. One of the things that can happen is as your uterus grows, baby's blood vessels can move out of the way of the cervix. They're still there. They never go away. There is still some danger. But if they move out of the way of the cervix, everything is different. If they move out of the way of the cervix, baby has a much higher chance of survival. And the protocols are very different. And so that's why I'm not in the hospital right now. I didn't have to go for early hospitalization and I get to have my baby at 37 weeks. And that's why it's just two weeks from now. And it's a miracle. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to the goddess. I'm grateful to my baby. We have done this together, him and I. (laughs) We've done this together. And I'm thrilled to tell you that he's already in the 77th percentile for his size. And they told me a week and a half ago that he was over six pounds. And, you know, I just feel him and he dances in my belly constantly, of course, because I'm a dancer. So yes, welcome to the family baby. And we dance together all the time. And I am rubbing him right now. And just we are so blessed. And this is how we turn pain into purpose. It would have been okay if I had had to go into the hospital at 32 weeks. I was prepared. It would have been okay if I had had a cesarean birth at 35. Absolutely, you do what you do. And even with that, I was turning that pain into the purpose of being the inspiring, empowering mama that I vow to all of you to be, that I was born to be. So I share all of that with you, again, not for your pity or anything like that, Poo poo poo. We have an amazing medical team and we are on it. And we have a great plan of what we're going to do in a couple of weeks. But I share that with what I hope is a seed of inspiration for whatever it is that you are experiencing in your own life. Whether it is all that is happening in the world at this moment and you're feeling that deep pain and that deep urge to do something, to rise as a goddess on purpose right now, who is putting your voice, your message, bravely going for it instead of saying, I can't, or I'm scared, or what will people think of me? Instead, you are shifting into how can I, what is possible? What can I do? What is my part? What is my dream? Because that's how the world is going to change. Each one of us believing and going for our dreams, because What I know is that women's love, women's compassion, women's creation, women's power, which is not power over anyone else. It's not a hierarchy. Women's power is empowering to others. And we are needed now. So whatever it is, I mean, every single aspect of life right now is in need of goddesses on purpose, rising, turning any shit into fertilizer, rising with that courage, rising with the shift in their mindset about it doesn't matter if I look stupid or someone doesn't understand what I'm saying. I am bringing it to the world because I want to make a difference. That is what this is all about. And I believe that we have been given every moment of our lives for purpose and Would I like to stop having so many challenges happen? Yes. 
And that may be my path because a huge part of my path is teaching pain to purpose. And so I accept that I am here to be a warrior for each one of us rising up even more glorious, even more fabulous, even more superhero than we were before. So that's how I'm going into my birth. So proud of myself and Josh and how we've done this. So in love with my baby and the ways that I have loved him throughout all of this. So excited, so sure that I am the goddess in this moment. And so honored that I get to share with you all that I have been through so that you too can rise and be that goddess on purpose that the world needs now. So whatever it is that's in your heart, if it's telling your own story, now is the time to tell it. Do the Goddess on Purpose program or join me for a future empowered program or the Goddess on Fire program to really get clear on your purpose or really launch your dream. Because now is the time, sister. Every single aspect of life needs us. Earth, animals, children, elderly, other women, men. I mean, this is the time of awakening. And so as I go into delivery of my sweet baby boy, I ask you to send us love. I ask you to send us prayers. I ask you to send us light as the goddess that you are. I will take all emails, all direct messages on Instagram and Facebook everywhere. (laughs) I love receiving your showers of love to baby and me. And I love having him and I marinate in your love. And I also receive any and all of you who say, yes, I'm going to go be a goddess on purpose. Yes, I'm going to get clear on who I am and what I have to offer and go do like I'm being called to do right now. Or yes, I am so ready to stand up and go for it. So send me those notes too, because goddess, you are needed. I am needed. We are needed. And we so got this. And so my goddess, I'm off for a couple weeks. (laughs) Next time I come back on the microphone to you, I will be a mama, God willing. And so in the meantime, make sure that you are on my newsletter, go to purposegirl.com, sign up, you'll get your living on purpose guide for free. And I'll be sharing more of what motherhood is like for me and what I'm experiencing and maybe reaching out for some advice. Also, Make sure that you are part of the Purpose Girls Facebook group. My team will be keeping that up with prompts and with sisterhood. And I'll go on there every once in a while for a Facebook Live, maybe with the baby, and you can see sweet baby boy. So make sure you are connected over the next few months because I know that this experience of motherhood is only going to help me bring it even more. Because girlfriend, I am ready to lead an army of goddesses on purpose who are changing this world one woman at a time. And just remember, if you want a lower price on the Goddess on Purpose DIY program, head on over to the show notes right now, click on it and make sure that you get the lower price before I come back from maternity leave and it increases. And so with that, my love, for the last time in a few weeks, may you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.